So there I was, 26 years ago, in church, and the collection basket had just come by my family, and my then six-year-old daughter, Megan, leaned into me and she said, Hey, Dad, how come you don't ever put anything in that basket? And I didn't respond to her, but I knew I had to take control of the situation and solve the problem. So the next week, I took an empty weekly offering envelope, did not put anything into it, sealed it, gave it to Megan, she put it in the basket, problem solved. Until two days later, when I got the empty envelope back with a note from Father saying, I think you forgot something. I reacted to that, and I called Father, and I kind of laid into him, and he politely listened to me, and then he said, are you done? I said, I am, Father. And he said, well, let me ask you one thing. Do you believe what's written in the Bible? And I said, I do. And he said, good. Read Malachi chapter 3 and call me back if you have to, and he hung up on me. Here's what Malachi 3 says. Dare a man rob God. Yet you are robbing me in tithes and offerings. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. I shall open for you the floodgates of heaven to pour down blessings upon you without measure. Try me in this. So I immediately got back on the phone and I called Father and I said, Okay, Father, what's this tithing thing? And he said, Well, we are asked to give 10% of our income to God. And I immediately said, Father, is that net income or gross income? <laughs> and he said, gross income. And I said, really? Okay, wow. I said, um, what is open for you the floodgates of heaven to pour down blessings upon you without measure? And Father said, well, when we give to God, God will bless what we give him according to his will and according to his time, not according to our will or according to our time. We cannot control God through giving. God is a mystery. I said, okay, Father, what's this try me in this? And he said it's the one time in the Bible that God asks us specifically to test us in something. Then he said to me, he said, Paul, can you afford five bucks a week? He's challenging me, right? I said, yeah, I can afford five bucks. He said, good, put five bucks in next week. Slowly put in more as you feel comfortable and work your way up to 10%. And then he hung up on me again. Now, I would like to tell you where I was 26 years ago when I had that conversation with Father. I owned radio stations. I personally guaranteed the loans on those radio stations, which simply meant if the radio stations went out of business, I would lose everything. House, car, bank accounts. Uh, married, kids, money was really tight. I don't think I could have given 10% if I really wanted to. But money was at the center of my life, and I was clinging on to that money because money meant security, money meant success, money was the scoreboard, if you will. I was going to church for my kids. I barely had a relationship with God. My motto back then was, trust no one. If it is to be, it is up to me, and get them before they get you. Now, I'm not proud of that, but that's where I was 26 years ago. So I took Father's challenge. I put five bucks in next week and slowly put in more. 
And every time I put that envelope into the basket, I would say a prayer. I would say, God, I give this to you joyfully. I expect nothing back. But I do ask you to stand on your word and bless my family. And as I slowly started to let go of that money, I started to encounter God. I started to trust in God. My relationship got deeper with God, and it started to have a major impact in my life. For example, when we, were found, out, when we found out that we were pregnant with our third child, that happened a month after I canceled the pregnancy insurance. We went to our doctor. I said, doctor, we don't have any money. Uh, we don't have any insurance. And the doctor looked at me and said, okay, I won't charge you for my services. Thank you, God. My wife Kelly and I had a very close family member that went through a drug challenge. And people from, from out of the woodwork came to help us. People we didn't even know. And because of their love and support and time invested in us, we were able to get through that crisis. There was no way I could have, could have controlled that situation or orchestrated that. But God could and did. After our children left home to pursue their careers, my wife Kelly spent five years trying to find a vocation, and door after door after door was closed. So she went back to college, got her master's degree in theology, and wanted to become a chaplain. But the program she had to get into was closed for the next 12 months. Right before that program started, the door opened, Kelly got in that program, and today has a successful ministry in hospice care. That has been a huge blessing for me and my family. Before tithing, I was clinging on to money, power, and honor. In my life, that was a substitute for God. After I started giving, I was able to let that go, and my relationship deepened with God. I was able to start surrendering my will to God. And I learned very quickly if I was going to have a deeper relationship with God, it would never be about clinging or stockpiling. It would always be about giving. Today, we hear about the widow of Zarephath, and we hear about the widow in the treasury. These two widows stand as bookends, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. And between these two widows' stories is a wealth of information about generosity, about trusting in God, and about giving. The widow of Zarephath was down to her last meal. She was going to have that meal with her son, and they were ready to die. She hit rock bottom. She had no support. The prophet Elijah asks her to give him a little cake before she feeds her son and herself. She gives that gift, that little cake, to Elijah, who represent the word and the power of God. And that little cake, that gift, that giving, was blessed in abundance as they were able to eat for a year. When we give to a God who is nothing but giving, we can give and give and never run out. We don't know what happened to the widow in the treasury, but we do know this, she gave out of her poverty. She gave all she had. She contributed her livelihood. And we have got to believe that God blessed that. 
because we can never outgive God. If we find ourselves in a situation like those two widows and our world is crumbling around us, seek the presence of the Lord and he will always ask us to give. We are missionary disciples striving to bring all people to the kingdom of God. As missionary disciples leading those people to God, we will at times be asked to give. There's many forms of giving. There's tithing. There's giving our time and our treasure to the many wonderful opportunities through stewardship here at St. Raphael. There's giving the gift of listening to someone who may irritate us. There's the gift of forgiving someone who we still might be angry at. Through the Eucharist, Jesus has given all of himself to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Today, when we are given the person of Jesus in the Eucharist, I invite us all to pray for the gift of giving in all aspects of our life. So through us, others may experience the love of Jesus by what we say and by what we do. Give generously. Give joyfully. And give with gratitude. And blessings will flow.